Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Tell us about your most annoying coworker ever. Don't use their name. Don't give us any identity. <laughs> do I mean? I mean, I don't care. What do I care? Bob. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. Unload it right here. It is a okay. It's fine to do. Uh, we'll take your calls at six five one six four one one zero seven one on the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk one zero seven one streaming live at mytalk one zero seven one dot com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer, tell us about your annoying co- coworker. Why are we asking this question? Well, I, I saw an article where people were sharing stories about their annoying coworkers, mm. and then I lost it. Oh, so I can't find Sorry. it again. But uh, you know what? It probably wasn't all that good compared to what our listeners will share with us. For sure. Let's go to the phones. Reba is on the line. Hey, Reba, tell us about your annoying coworker. Hey guys. Hi. Hey. Hi. So back when I was a manager. Um, I had an annoying employee who constantly acted like he was above me and he was like 16 Mm-mm. and I'm 25 and he would try and boss me around and I looked at him every single day. Mm-mm. I'm like, you do realize I can contact the owner and I can have you fired in two seconds, right? And did it stop? It did not until I finally, he got fired and oh. I eventually left <laughs> and... I'm like, yeah, goodness, no. He was beyond irritating. Every single day made me want to rip my hair out. You got to think that hopefully at some point he learned uh, that that wasn't going to get him anywhere. I don't know. He was a very pompous 16-year-old who was also a manager and thought he was higher up than I was, even though I had worked for that company two years prior. Mm. Oh, my gosh. Reva, thanks for your call. Awkward. I, you know, I'm, I'm not going to, this was an annoying behavior that a coworker had at one point in my life. Somebody who was many years younger than I was, yeah. uh, who used to always call me hun. Mm-hmm. hun. I just remember feeling like, no, nope, you don't get to hun me. Yeah. Uh, let's go to Nancy. Nancy's on the line. Oh, we're just telling tales. Nancy, tell us about your annoying coworker. Uh, our old president used to, our desks faced each other, and he used to sit there and cough, like, without covering his mouth. Oh. Constantly just coughing. And then he'd, like, eat this, like, noodle salad, and he'd be slurping it. Ew. Yeah, it was really disgusting. That's, that's, that's nasty. Uh, you know, manners, right? 
Just Absolutely. a few simple manners would have helped that out. Thanks, Nancy. Old president, and I thought she was talking about like Bush or Me something. Too. I was like, like, girl, we're not doing that. I know. I was like, that's not the kind of show we have. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. Feel free to just unload right here. It actually feels good. Just dump it out. Dump it out. Tell us about an annoying coworker. Let's go to Jeremy. Hello, Jeremy. Hello there. How's everybody today? Uh, oh, you know. Good. Thanks for asking, Friday. Jeremy. Uh, what, can, why don't you tell us about uh, an annoying coworker? Humming out loud and out of tune for never stops. And then all of a sudden you would start breaking into, you know, just, <laughs> you know, like rat pack music. And he would do that for 10, 15 minutes and then stop for a minute. And then burst into again, scare the heck out of everybody. Uh, was he trying to get your attention? No, no, that was just his nature. I guess I don't know. It's oh, that's it funny. drove everybody nuts in the office. That's for sure. Oh my gosh, Love Jeremy, it. thank you so it's much. Kind of like um, what's his name, Schneider, the Saturday Night Live guy. Rob uh, Schneider. Oh, making copies. Making copies. Yeah, you know, the it's, copy man. It's interesting because you do kind of know people who are not comfortable with silences. Yeah. And then fill it up with weird. I mean, that's why things. people listen to us from noon to three. That's true. We don't know how to be we'll, quiet. Yeah, it's true. We'll fill up your <clears throat> silence with awkward conversation. Mm-hmm. That should be, oh. I was going to say that should be our state fair teacher t-shirt. Oh, wow. That was real, I'm sorry, you guys, real deep. It is one of those Too things. Soon. I know that just kind of rolls off the tongue at some point. But ugh. Some tells me there will be fair shirts. They just might not be a fair to go with them. Mm, true. Let's go to Megan. Megan's on the line. Hey, Megan, tell us about your annoying coworker. Yeah, hi. This is um, actually, it's a former boss. Um, it's a company that I'm still at, and I know she moved out of state, so I'm feeling pretty good about sharing the story. Okay, right. great. Um, cause, um, but she was somebody who should not have been made a supervisor. Mm-hmm. And uh, on a team that averaged, you know, 20 to 25 people, she had people on collective actions, like um, I think upwards of five people sometimes at a time. Um she just made everyone's life really miserable. I think she, in the two years that she was a supervisor, I think she fired like five or six people. Um, and in, in the end, she ended up um, residing suddenly to take care of a grandma that nobody knew about. So I think she's oh. given an ultimatum. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Mm, had to cover that up. Thank Surprise you for your grandma. call, Megan. Surprise, Grandma. I didn't know I had one. And then suddenly I just quit my job for her. <laughs> oh, do you guys want to go around and yeah. just talk about what we find really annoying about sure. each other? Or just kidding. Um, I have this coworker that stinks. Oh, that's and weird. She smells like old yogurt. Oh, really? Who Who is that? <laughs> oh, I'm just totally making that up. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, I'm excited because we're going to have a little extra time to talk to our friend Paul McGuire Grimes. Well, good. We, we owe him. We do because we cut him off early before he told us about two awesome streaming options. Um, also, Bradley, I feel like you should probably touch base with him about Dead to Me now oh, that you've yeah. binged the whole thing. It's a wonderful show. So we're going to talk to our friend Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's Trip to the Movies when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show on My MyTalk 1071. Uh. 
Well, we'd love to check in with our friend Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's trip to the movies on the Culling and Bradley show. My Talk 1071 streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Every single Friday, we check in with our friend Paul McGuire Grimes uh, to see what we should be streaming this weekend. And Paul, we cut you off early last week, and I'm so sorry about it. That is okay. We have to talk about ghosts. Well, that's 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 right? true. Um, yeah. But now this week, um, we wanted to make sure we got to some of the things that we didn't get to last week. And one of those things is Becoming. Yeah, so this is a new documentary from Michelle Obama that is a behind-the-scenes look at her book tour. You know, she wrote the book, her memoir, Becoming. And now we're kind of going on the road with her to see her talk about her story, kind of a chronological order, and kind of going behind the scenes of her meeting with a lot of young women's groups to learn more about them as well. And this is like the perfect compliment to, obviously, it's so obvious, her book. And if you did go to the tour, this is like the most amazing way that she is drawing out that book tour in a way that continues to, you know, keep eyes on what she's been doing. Right. And her message is just, you know, all the things that you hear throughout the documentary. It's only 90 minutes, so it's really accessible to watch, really for all ages, I believe. I mean, not the little littles, but, like, I think that your daughter, Colleen, would really like it, too. I think, you know, that age and up. And because it's only 90 minutes, I just wanted more of it. And, of course, then it makes you then want to read the book if you haven't already and if you missed seeing her at the Excel Center because it was, like, completely sold out. You know, it's interesting because I did go to that. Oh, Um, I'm so jealous of you. It was so amazing. First of all, I don't think I'd ever been in a room with a first lady, right? And I know it was a big room, but it it still is like this. It's a moment, right? Um, Yeah, and you you get that out of this documentary. You feel that connection that she has with everyone that's in that room you feel that power and because so much of it is her storytelling she's such a great storyteller she has the perfect tone and the voice and she's pointed but she's got a sense of humor and she feels so down to earth that even as a first lady you feel a connection to her yes yes and i'm glad that you get that even from watching the documentary um because there is sort of a casual nature to her but in a mm-hmm. connected way. Hmm. Yeah, and you learn how she had to really, like, I want to say find her, I don't find her voice is the right word, but, like, she had to be kind of coached, much like a first lady would, to here's how you need to be in public, and here's what you need to say, and here's what you not need to say. And you you kind of still sense that in the documentary. It's not a completely holds, you know, you're not going to see her break down a whole lot in this. Right. You're not gonna, you do see her without makeup. You see Barack a little bit in, like, footage, you know, but she's still a little careful. She's a bit guarded to kind of how, because she knows that words matter and how she pl- applies words, how she talks about other people, you know, is important. And she gets that. And it's, it's a uh, soft, it's a quiet voice. And it reminds you that like, you don't need to be the loudest one in the room or the nastiest to be heard. You can speak volumes at a normal pace and have a big impact. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Yeah. How many ticket subs? So I'm getting a four out of five. I think it's so moving. I think it's so inspiring. I think there's just like this reminder that there's 
hope out there, and I would really hope that people that maybe didn't vote for them, that maybe aren't Democrats, that aren't fans, give this a watch, see, hear her story, and maybe you can cross the aisle in a way that maybe you didn't think before. Like, you don't have to just be a Democrat to watch this or be a liberal to watch this. But it is, and to get something out of it, and I you, say. And you learn about the the people who were in the White House previously. I mean, you yeah. really get a window uh-huh. into that. And who's not fas- fascinated yeah, sure. by, you right. know, a family and how they made it to the White House and then how they lived in the White House and how they exited the White House and what they're doing uh, after the White House. Now with this, yeah. yeah, and with this new chapter of her life. Yeah, Absolutely. It's, it's right. Okay, so another thing uh, that I've heard a lot of buzz about is Hollywood, Mm -hmm. the series. Yes, yes. It's on Netflix, seven episodes. They're billing this as a limited series, but I think we're going to get more of it. It's the latest from Ryan Murphy, and what he's doing is doing a revisionist history back to the golden age of Hollywood to give minorities in Hollywood a chance to get the careers that they never got to have, to live their lives that they never got to have. You know, you know, because you, it was very hard to be black or gay or Asian back then. And it, frankly, it still is. Um, so what do we feel about this one? Because I have no, we have not watched this, but we keep going back and forth trying to decide if it's worth watching. Especially because we have feelings about Ryan Murphy. Yeah. Oh, I get that 100%. And in my household, we're a little mixed. You know, it's, I think it's worth watching just for like a beginner history lesson but you almost have to know your Golden Age Hollywood history to know who of these characters in this show are fictional and, and who are real, mm-hmm. and then be okay with wanting to do a lot of research afterwards to find out, like, who exactly was Rock Hudson? What did he face? Same with Hattie McDaniel, same with Anime Wong, and knowing that this show could have been a lot better. Mm. You know, there's you have to get through the first couple of episodes. The first two episodes are basically just eye candy. It's hot guys turning tricks, thanks to Dylan McDermott's character, who's kind of based on Scotty Bowers. And then you kind of get into the meat of the story. You start to sort of feel this emotional connection in the back end of the show. Mm. <laughs> Bradley. You start with hot sex and you end at the back end. Okay. You said <laughs> I mean, it. I didn't. That's right, Murphy, for you. <laughs> exactly. I mean, in a way, yeah. So it's almost too surface level. This show could be rich. It could be dynamic and gritty and dirty in a in a good way to make you really feel something. And I think it's a little too surface level in its writing and in some of the performances. You've got some great people in it. You've got Darren Cur- We've got Patty Lapone, Jim Parsons, Joe Mantello, all great. Then you've got some newcomers, David Cornsweat, Jake Picking is actually really great as Rock Hudson, Jeremy Pope, Aaron Chris is also in it. So it's a mix of people you'll recognize, some new faces. And I think there's a there's a lot of missed opportunities in here for too know, many characters. And you know, the way that you just said that is exactly the beef that we tend to have with Ryan Murphy. Either he yeah. bites off more than he can chew and he doesn't mm-hmm. deliver on it or he goes entirely right. off the rails. Um, the places where we've seen him perform the best have been uh, in stories that have already played out. Right. So like right. the OJ, um, mm-hmm. the OJ um, show. Feud, Betty, yeah. And feud Betty and Joan. Again, he's, he's done these themes before really well, like feud or even pose. I love pose, mm-hmm. you know, so he can do the LGBTQ thing. He can do old Hollywood thing. So I don't know why Hollywood, the, the show is not in that direction. Yeah. 
I, I mean, I'll be honest. I've heard I've heard a lot of mixed reviews about it. So I've heard from some mm-hmm. people, oh my gosh, it's totally amazing. And then I've heard other people right. who have said, nah, I mean, it's not bad, but it's not great. Um, and right. so I suppose it's like click at your own risk. Know what right. you're getting and yourself into. Click with your own history, too. If you're yeah. really going in blind, maybe you will love it because it's all brand new to you. Maybe if you are kind of know some of this history already, you're like, mm, I see what you're doing and this could be better. Yeah, well, and then that just, I don't know. I guess that makes, uh, it's probably my own issue, but I feel like if I'm just going to argue with the way he chose to represent the history that actually happened, then I feel like I'm just going to be distracted. But, you know, right. that's kind of that's kind of my own issue. And that's the tricky thing with revisionist history. Quentin Tarantino, I think, does this style a lot better. Well, yes. I mean, he definitely, certainly did in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Right. Uh, And and that might be part of what, I don't know if that inspired this uh, show, but it certainly, uh, I don't know, that's a lofty goal to try to come after that, I'm just saying. Right. It's a little hard to tell, like, with Hollywood, did Ryan Murphy hear about Quentin's you know, right idea of a movie and then he went to do his own thing too or it's always hard to tell with ryan murphy and he he has so many shows in the pipeline and that he's spinning plates for it's like maybe narrow it down maybe this hollywood could have been just the rock hudson story and the mm. next season could have been just the anime long story yeah. and right. maybe we'll get that in a season too if they do a season it's really popular right now so i'd be shocked if netflix didn't Right. So how many ticket stubs are you giving uh, Hollywood? I'm giving it it three out of five. As I was intrigued to watch all seven episodes, but at the same time, I was like, I see what you're doing, Ryan, and this could be better. Okay. Uh, And uh, really quick, in like 10 seconds, I just wanted you to know Bradley finished all of (laughs) Dead to Me. Yeah, it's so good. Oh, Bradley, this makes me so it, happy to hear. It we makes were, me sad that we... How much do you love it? Well, I just absolutely love it. I just wish I didn't have to wait an entire year to get the third season, which we don't even know that we're going to get I yet. know, I know. I know. Paul McGuire but Grimes. watch that. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Paul McGuire Grimes, thank you for joining us. Have a wonderful holiday Thanks, weekend. Brad. Thanks, Paul. Take you guys. Thanks. You too. All right. Uh, check out Paul McGuire Grimes on all of his platforms, on YouTube, on Twitter, on Instagram, Paul's Trip to the Movies. And when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got dumb people doing dumb things, crazy, stupid idiots. After this, on My Talk 1071. I guess one could say, that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again. Oftentimes in the state of Florida. Florida. Sometimes other places. Oh, the stupidity. Um, <laughs> but we are starting not in Florida today, oh. kids. We are going to Brandown, Somerset. That is in England. Okay. And I want to take you to um, the home of one June Day. Not a June day, a person by the name June June Day. day. And, um, well, look, this is a seaside town that June Day lives in. And, you know, things have been weird lately, right? Because of 
uh, COVID-19. You can say that again. have been closed, and then they're open, and then they're closed. Mm -hmm. Or sometimes, you know, it's open, but, like, only local residents can use them. Well, uh, they have started to ease restrictions, uh, lockdown restrictions, near Somerset and the beaches. The problem, though, is not everything is open, and that has led to some issues. One that June Day in particular, has been the victim of. Okay. So do you want to imagine what kind of problem the beach... So the beaches are open, but not everything else is open. Like the potty. Correct. Public potties. Correct. So what do we think is happening to June Day? Did she... She pop a squat somewhere? And... No, she's actually the victim. She oh, lives she's victim. beside the beach of Brandown. People are popping squats in her. They're pooping in her, yard. In her backyard. Oof. Uh, Oof. Quote. Day, uh, let's see. Um, pu- people accused. <laughs> pupils. pupils. She accused the National Trust, who must be oh. responsible for reopening the beaches, for not reopening the public toilets. And she said people are defecating on the beach. No. Yes. That's nasty. And in her own backyard. And apparently the trust is like, yeah, we're working on it. Calm down, June. Um, but she also says that, you know, um, in addition, not only are people pooping in her backyard, um, discarded underpants are being left so literally you have all these people showing up to the beach and no toilet facilities and so it's just you know it's a poop a palooza can i have a question what um in those moments Mm. i don't know i don't know if i should ask this nope i'm just gonna ask it yeah in those moments where you don't have a public facility available for use yeah i feel like isn't the water the better option? Well, certainly for pee-pee. Uh, I don't know. I guess feeding the fish is fine. I don't know. But what are they going like to do a, with the stuff? From a public health standpoint, you probably don't want a lot of doo-doo floating around. I suppose around you're right. Because that can right. tra- be transmitted by disease. But I feel like the fish would eat it. Oof. But then don't eat the fish. Mm, but they've I mean, probably eaten worse. I mean, yeah. they eat their own doo-doo, don't they? I would imagine. I yeah. feel like there's just, like, I anytime had, you go into the water, you got to know there's doo-doo there. I had guppies uh, before, and, like, they would swim around, and, like, doo-doo would come out, and then other fish would come around and eat it. Wow. Yeah. Okay. My um, my goldfish snowflake mm-mm. would sometimes dip into their own flakes. I'm feeling <laughs> a little herpy right now. You have herpes? Nope. Herp. Okay. Oh, that kind of. Yeah. Okay. I was gonna say there's medication for that. <laughs> Thanks. She just got real revealing. Are you ready for my crazy stupid? But idiot? of course, and I do mean but. I want to give this person some credit because Sentlesay uh, Diacano. Whoa! What? Yeah, that's his name. Oh, He's, that's a name. That's his name. He's a luxury furniture designer, mm. and I think he was trying to be really innovative using. Um, some of the scraps from his designs, his leather furniture design. Okay. And he wants people to remain safe. And so he thought, you know, masks are a big thing right now. Yeah. So what if I use some of that luxury leather to make a luxury leather mask? Okay. So he did. He uh he is from Johannesburg and he has 
been made a viral sensation after he posted online about his idea to make a leather face mask. Um, he took a picture of himself in his prototype. And um, like, I don't even know that I can't even really file this under crazy, stupid idiots. Cause like, I don't know, like innovate y'all. Like if you got extra fabric, I don't know what kind it is. Try it out. See what well, works. The right? CDC recommends very specific fabrics to use. True. And leather is Preferably not one of them. Ones that breathe. But I do want to just also give real credit to the trolls because the trolls be trolling and it's hilarious first of all these uh will be a close to darn near a hundred dollars uh there will be uh louis vuitton versions of this etc but i love vuitton is not making masks no but i think he'll use louis i don't even know anyway but here's my favorite part people's responses have been hilarious like this one person on twitter that was like and the breathing do you just do it all in advance Yeah, did he not realize this when he put the mask on? He said, another person said, breathing, uh, no breathing, just vibes, or breathing is temporary, but drip is forever. Um, No, he said, it will have a cotton lining inside and perforation. It's not hot at all, and it's easy to breathe in compared to some cloth masks I've tried. Besides, we're heading into winter in South Africa, so this will keep your face warm. Interesting. Apparently. I guess you could, you know, poke some holes in it. Have you seen that creepy ass, excuse my language, that creepy mask where people eat using the mask? No. Oh my God, this thing's going to creep the loving daylights out of you. Okay, hold on. Type in eating face mask. Okay. I don't know what's going to come up. Yeah, you should see it under the news. Oh, okay. Now watch oh video gosh. of this, please, because it will creep you out. Oh, no. Okay. See if you can find video of the guy using the face mask that to he eat? invented to eat. Because okay. this has been my question while you're looking for that video. Yep. My question has been like, so we should all wear face masks, which I totally mm-hmm. agree with and practice on a daily basis. Um. But that kind of like runs into a problem when you eat food because you'd have to take the mask off to eat. So if you're at a restaurant, how do you do that? And the governor did say that, you know, that you'll wear a face mask at the restaurant and you will wear it up until it's time to eat and then you take it off. And I I don't know. There's no way around it. Right. Because we breathe through our mouths. You have one of these and this will make nobody want to go out. I don't even really understand how it works he has a little thing that goes that a little air bladder that opens and closes it it's so bizarre you guys really creepy also i feel like it would get really messy oh god just people can't even i mean it's gross think about how messy people are can i tell you about my system with my masks what's your system well i have two ziploc baggies in the car one is where i keep the clean masks yeah and one is where I put the dirty masks that need to be laundered. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, so you just like travel with your clean bag and your dirty bag, and then you put the clean ones in the dirty bag when you're I done using a, them, and then you just pop them in the washer. Similar spot at home, a clean them. spot and a dirty spot. There you go. I don't want to know about your dirty spot. Also, um, turns out we don't, like, I don't wash. You can wash them once a week, but during the week, you know what you use? What? You got this. Oh, the iron. Oh yeah. Steamer. Just press to that steam thing. the crap out of them. Kill Kills that virus. Everything. Kills it all.
All right. Well, that was fun. Yeah. Uh, Mask tips with have, Colleen and Bradley. Do we have time for your last? Sure. Why not? Okay, let's go. I mean, what else are you doing? I don't know. I'm just um, here okay, to I want to take you to Abilama, otherwise known as Alabama, and I want to take you to a place where the music is pounding in the background, the bar manager is um, having trouble hearing on a phone call because the music is bebopping around. Mm-hmm. It's just 5 o'clock in the p.m. on a Wednesday. Wait, what? Something is open? Like a club is open a in club? Abilama? Yeah, in fact, uh, they're most certainly open for business at the... Um, at the booby trap. Oh. So it turns out Abilama has opened booby bars, otherwise known as bosom parlors, as my father mm-hmm. called them, a.k.a. strip clubs. Strip clubs are open in Alabama. How the heck does that work? Yeah, how does it work? Are they social distancing? Yeah, you have to keep six feet apart. They will only seat a couple to a table. Um, and they have to be with the same group. So, like, you can't just sit with another random stranger. You have to come in together. And the the most important thing to remember is that you are not allowed to get uh, allowed to get anywhere near the the uh, strippers. And um, I guess lap dances are out. Yeah, that was the biggest sticking point. Hell, <laughs> is that you cannot provide lap dances. So they just do air lap dances where they kind of point their butts in your facial oh region no, that's from awkward. six feet away and do the bump and grind i hope that the breeze just flows your way oh. yeah um they also will allow you um to, like you can take your bills that you would tip fold them up like an airplane and shoot them between the stop the boobies stop. <laughs> i made that up it's <laughs> not real but bosom parlors open. In FYI. Alabama. So if you're that's just like who hurting, needs hurting to go some, uh, Who needs to go? I mean, I want the strippers to make some money, right? right? Like, but maybe just tip them on Venmo. Um or know. you know, go to their OnlyFans if exactly. they have such a thing. I was gonna say, I'm sure they found a way to continue to work. Or do Zoom strippers. Mm-hmm. I've got a Zoom meeting I have to be in. God, that just sounds vile. Can you imagine doing the audience view on that? No. Nope. Just a lot of vigorous movement off camera. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, it's time to play a game. Thank you. That game is called The Throwback Live. We'll do that after this on My Talk 1071. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.